Okay, we're with Josh Kinberg, one of the originators of the vlogging culture, one of the, the creator of uh, Fire Ant. Yep. And I would like, Josh, first tell me your background, how you came into this culture, the vlogging culture, to begin with. What, what's your background in terms of your uh, uh, academic history? Um, well, I have, uh, I have a master's degree in design and technology from Parsons School of Design. Uh, about a year ago, last so it's right now it is September 2005. So last year in August 2004, um, I was doing a lot of work in this space. I'd been studying weblogs, RSS, what was being called viral media or contagious media on the web, and the you know how ideas spread on the internet. And one very powerful way that ideas spread on the internet is through weblogs and weblog culture, blogging culture and RSS and things like that. So I've been studying that for a while and a lot of my uh, uh, research at Parsons was in that area. Um, and then I was also developing a project at the time uh, that was a performance art uh, project called Bikes Against Bush. And uh, I remember you that. Are familiar with that? Yes. So um, the project involved a, a, a kind of absurdly overly complicated uh, technology infused bicycle that had, uh, a, was connected wirelessly to the internet and people could uh, send messages from my website to the bike and there was a printing unit uh, that was attached to the bike and could print while the bicycle was in motion in, uh, could print chalk messages, kind of like skywriting. So you could send a message and while the bicycle is moving it could uh, print out that message in chalk on the, on the street. And all of this was simultaneously self-documenting using a weblog. So whenever it would print a message, it would upload that message to the blog and, and, and with a GPS generated map of where that message was and was integrated with a, a webcam snapshot and I had a friend who was uh, gonna video document it and it was all gonna happen live during the Republican convention in New York City and people could send their message from the website to the streets of New York. Um, and what ended up happening, well it started getting a lot of press and there was some video on the website about the project and showing preliminary uh, test runs and stuff of printing messages around New York City. Uh, and so it started to get a lot of press and then about two days before the convention, I was planning to do this event every day of the convention, which lasted four days. Um, I was being interviewed on the street by Ron Reagan, uh, Ron Reagan Jr. for MSNBC's Hardball. And during the interview, a van of, full of police officers arrested me on camera and I was in jail for 24 hours and they took all my equipment but uh, all of that was documented with video on the street and it was online immediately on my website even though I was in jail. Uh, it was posted by my friend and that video clip of me being arrested was downloaded immediately hundreds of thousands of times, was spread all over the web on all these very popular weblog sites like Slashdot and Boing Boing and Kotkey and all over the place. Um, and seen by hundreds of thousands of people before it ever hit the airwaves on MSNBC. When it did eventually air on MSNBC, of course it was told from Ron's perspective with Ron's voiceover, uh, taken a little bit out of context, um, but a lot of people got to see the street level footage um, immediately. And after that whole project and after that whole ordeal, um, immediately afterwards I really began to think a lot about, and it was something that I'd been studying obviously, the distribution of media, but really began to think a lot about 
you know, how, the importance of easily distributable media and what this means, and, and weblogs is an alternative distribution channel for, for video in particular. And it was at the same time I had been studying all this stuff, um, and I had been working on stuff with RSS and weblogs, and at the time this whole sort of enclosures thing was thought about but not really implemented, and I was in dialogue a little bit with Adam Curry over email, and he was working on similar stuff, and then he came out with this uh, Apple script called iPotter um, that could automatically download MP3s from uh, RSS feeds and put them into iTunes where you could sync them to your iPod. And um, you know the idea was that this was time-shifted radio, and Adam Curry was a radio DJ, and it made sense. And a lot of people have been talking about this stuff for well over a year or two before that, um, and it experimented with audio blogs. It wasn't even called podcasting yet. And, uh, but, you know, and, and people had thought about using the enclosure element and all this stuff, but nobody had really been doing it. And Curry decided, I'm going to do it. And he did. And he had a, you know, very kind of early implementation of that. Immediately after that, I took his code and made a version of it called Vipotter. It was video iPotter. And it would download audio and put it in iTunes and video and put it in a Mac app called Cellulo that did QuickTime playlists. So, you know, it was an audio and video aggregator. And it was just kind of a proof of concept. And, you know, then later I improved it and made it a Perl script and, you know, kind of went through different iterations. Um, and then at the same time I was um, talking with Jay Dedman, who's also in New York, and who had started this video blogging Yahoo group. It was a list, an email list of people creating video blogs and video journals online. And, um, and you know, talking about that stuff, and it was kind of a, a cool, tight-knit group, and I was a part of it. And I knew Jay through other friends. Um, and so Jay and I started talking more about video blogs and RSS and all this stuff, and, and we started, uh, he was really interested in Vipotter, and um, we ended up working together to find a Mac developer to help us make a Mac application, a video aggregator for the Mac. And, um, and we found Daniel Salber, who's a, a Macintosh developer in Amsterdam. We happened to find him online, and he, and he was like, I can do this. And we already had a proof of concept, and he was like, I can, I can do this, you know, what you want. And we went for the Mac because we were both Mac users, and a lot of our group was Mac users at the time because there was a lot of video people. Um, and so we decided to start with the Mac because uh, that's, you know, first doing it for ourselves. Um, and so uh, we started working on it, and we called it, uh, we called it Ant, A-N-T. And so for Ant's Not Television. And it was kind of a joke on the, on the open source acronym GNU, G-N-U, which is GNU's not Unix. So we were ants, not television. GNU's not Unix. Um, and you know, the idea was creating this not television. It's this open video thing, and it's not television. And you know, um, the funny thing was is that was also the name that I had pitched. Uh, I was talking also at the time with what became current TV, which was indie TV, uh, the Al Gore, Joel Hyatt, television network that just launched recently and they're now current and at the time they were indie TV and I was talking a lot with them and, and they were looking for a new name and the name that I that was I pitched a bunch of names to them top one my favorite one was Ant for Ants Not Television and they didn't really get it you know the whole uh, GNU's Not Unix thing Ants Not Television was really kind of geeky but so we called Ant Ants Not Television and it was a video aggregator and uh, we launched it, released it publicly for the first time at VloggerCon in New York City, 
which was a video bloggers conference, first ever in the world, that we organized and hosted it at NYU. And uh, there was about 80 or 100 people there, and it was a blizzard the same day in January. What time was it? January? January 27th in New York City. 2005. 2005. And that was the first release of Ant for Macintosh. And shortly after that, we began heavy development on the Windows version. We found Eric Radmel, who's a, a, design, a, a software developer in New York City, a Windows developer. And he joined the team and started cranking away on the Windows version. And uh, you know, we go through a lot of sort of test cycles and beta and alpha versions. And uh, we launched our Windows version in uh, May of 2005, the first one. Um, and some, some of the cool things about Ant, which eventually became Fire Ant, due to some legal ramifications with the name Ant. But uh, so we changed to Fire Ant uh, shortly after the Windows release. And um, you know, Ant, uh, as a concept, is a video aggregator. It's also, at the moment, the only video aggregator that plays anything. It plays Windows, QuickTime, Real, Flash, whatever. It's you know, format agnostic. Um, which is a difference be right now uh, between that and iTunes and any of the other. Uh, there's now some newer ones that are out there. Um, so you know, we really I wanted didn't to be. That. Yeah, we really wanted to be something that, you know, it's about open, open formats, RSS, open protocols, and and open content. Anybody can make a channel. Anybody can be a media creator. Um, and you know, we, we launched this and. And it was a cool thing, and it, the video blogging group started to grow. Uh, really, after VloggerCon, it really, really started to grow. Um, at, when we launched the application at VloggerCon in January, we had convinced about 20 of our friends to make these RSS feeds. And you know, I'd done a lot of research on RSS, and really, you know, I'm kind of a geek and know a lot about XML. But most people, they already have a blog or a website, and they post a video. Why do I need an RSS feed? And of course, nobody was using. An, a video aggregator, so as video makers and not really web people, it didn't really make sense until Ant existed. And they said, oh, you know, I can watch all the stuff and have channels. And at the time, we really like had to walk people through it and like, you know, make feeds for them. And we had 20 feeds in the, about more or less, 20 feeds in the original version of Ant in January. And uh, that was all there was. <laughs> like, there weren't any other video feeds. Um, and uh, but so people saw that proof of concept and saw that there were channels in there. Now there's probably in the, you know, over a thousand. I'm not sure how many there are a few months later. Um, but there's a whole lot more. And, and so after VloggerCon, some of the other initiatives were uh, you know, months of you know, in the video vlogging group and community and list. It was documentation, documentation, documentation. You know, stuff like free vlog went up and stuff like videoblogging.info got a lot more uh, you know, articles and tutorials, and it really became about documenting and you know sharing knowledge about how to create a video blog, and and along with that, it sort of became you create a video, you know, put video on your blog, make a feed, get ant. <laughs> it was like the three steps. <laughs> like that's what you do. That like before it didn't like before ant came out, it was just like put video on your blog. That was a video blog, and after ant came out, it was like Put video on your blog. Get a feed. You know, get <laughs> that. That was the thing. It's like you have to be able to subscribe to this stuff to watch it. Uh, and of course, you don't. You can watch it in a web browser. But um, I think.
being able to aggregate and view it in one place. And you know, there's other aggregators too. There's Mefedia, which is our friend Peter Van Dyke, who Peter and Jay were actually roommates when they started the video blogging list back a year ago. Jay is, you know, did Fire Ant and Peter did Mefedia. And we all live in Harlem and hang out pretty regularly. Um, and now I'm living with Jay and Ryan. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of a tight-knit group in New York, and there's kind of a good, good group of people who are really interested in this and into the independent media thing. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a cool time because um, not only are we making content and sharing it online, and this is the largest group of people ever, ever in the world to regularly make media share moments of their lives with the world, to be documenting their life, you know, frequently and, and, and building additive, collaborative documentation of everyday life. And it's absolutely fascinating. It's never happened before. Or creating alternate media. And like creating alternate media. Here. It's not just, here's my life, but it's, you know, people making media and sharing it with the world. And it's never happened before. This opportunity has never been there. And the other thing that's never been there is that we as, as creators of this media and medium are also building the tools and infrastructure to enable it at the same time. Um, and that's a real opportunity I see as, as you know, someone who sort of straddles the divide between you know, user and creator and viewer and technologist. Um, you know, I'm somewhere in the middle there. Um, there's a real opportunity for us to, to guide the space. You know, we don't have to wait for Microsoft or Apple or whoever to make the tools for us. We can make them ourselves and make them available and set the standards and set the precedent and guide how this is going to evolve um, before it gets potentially co-opted. And I think that's a real powerful thing um, that, that really hasn't, hasn't happened before. Um, so, so that's really fun. And we work together with a lot of the, these other developers, like I said, Peter of Mefedia, and there's, there's other people like Blip TV who are also in New York, and other, other folks who are really involved in the video blogging space. There's, there's plenty of them now. Um, and, and, you know, we're able to interact and, and uh, work together and uh, work with each other and, and implement ways of sharing data and sharing protocols and standards um, that I think is really fascinating, really, really interesting. And you kind of see how this stuff uh, really happens organically and it happens from the bottom up and it doesn't necessarily happen from the you know we are NBC and we will make a TV station and you will watch it you know it's <laughs> it's something else it's 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 happening from the ground up and it's it's very exciting to be a part of and tell me about your encounter with Andrew Barron last year you're a consultant to Rocket Boom right yeah i work with Rocket Boom and Andrew Barron Andrew also went to Parsons uh, design and technology and so did was, you know him there before? Yeah, yeah, I knew him at, at school. We were in a graduate program together. He was a year ahead of me. And um, we worked together on a couple things and knew each other. Uh, and then after, after school, um, we were working in the same sort of art collective studio space. It was kind of like this. I mean, well, not this big. It wasn't this kind of huge thing. But we were working in this, like, we had found this kind of a large almost like a warehouse, but it wasn't really a warehouse. It was a space in Chinatown where we had the entire floor of this building. And, and something about the, the person who was leased the floor was trying to rent out all the desks, but nobody had bought the desks yet. Nobody had bought desk space yet except for like myself, Yuri Gitman, who I was working with on a lot of the bike projects, um, and Andrew Barron. And we were all um, 
Yuri teaches at Parsons, and Andrew and I were grad students at Parsons. So we all knew each other. Um, and we were like the only people in this space. We had this massive floor. And that's where, where Andrew started Rocket Boom. And, and at the time, and I was working on the bike stuff with Yuri, and uh, we also did other stuff uh, with wireless technology and bicycles. And, um, and, uh, and Andrew had this idea. He's, you know, he was like, Andrew and I had done a few blog projects together. We had written, Andrew started a blog that we were uh, both writing on regularly. And, um, and Andrew said, you know, he wanted to do this, this, this video blog, and it wanted to be, he wanted it to be every day. At the time, he wanted it to be six days a week, and we were like, you're crazy, you know. Um, but, you know, now he does, he does five days a week. Um, it's every day. It's roughly three minutes. Uh, he wanted, a, you know, someone to host it, and he wanted it to be like a news show, like a news show about Internet culture and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so we started, and we were, we were listening to sort of, you know, podcasting had just started, and we were looking at it as like, we were trying to come up with, you know, podcasting started with like Adam Curry, he's like, he's a radio guy, and he does formatted talk radio. It's like, it always starts in with the introduction, you know, it starts in with a little music lead in, and hi, I'm Adam Curry, and it's September 12th, 2005, and, you know, then it's, you know, talk a little bit, and then play music, and then talk a little bit, and then do something, and then do the end credits. It's like, it's a total formula every time. Um, so we started thinking about, you know, what would this be for video for a video blog, a daily thing, and thinking about creating this kind of video content. And also, you know, we decided that it would be, you know, available in as many video formats as we could encode, and there would be a, an RSS feed for each format, and it would be available and always downloadable, and, and, you know, no DRM, totally open content, and, you know, available in all these different ways. Um, and that was kind of the idea for Rocket Boom. We sort of brainstormed and strategized a lot about what it was going to be, and then we did a few, you know, test runs, and then, then we started doing it every day. And it's really Andrew's production. He found Amanda, and, and were you there when he found Amanda? Uh, no, I didn't actually attend all the auditions, but he did audition a lot of actresses. Um, he put an ad on Craigslist, and auditioned a bunch of people, and um, and he chose Amanda. And um, and so, you know, uh, and I was also helping write a lot of the early episodes. So Andrew and I would write it together. And then you know we, we, we would shoot it, and um, and so the idea was that you know it would often be behind the news desk, but then sometimes we would go out, and we you know we decided sort of what days of the week we'd go out and what days would be behind the desk, et cetera. And so we just we just started doing it, um, and we didn't really tell anybody, we didn't really promote. We were on the video blogging list, and we told some people about it. And early on, there was a lot of negative reaction to it on the video blogging list, I mean, really negative, because people didn't like the fact that it was produced. Who didn't like the fact that it was it was had a script, that you know Amanda was fake, she was an actress, and uh, you know a video blog should be like you know these were a set of concerns that like a video blog should be like about person you know people's personal lives and they should be you know made by you know the the creator should have you know the camera in hand and it, you know I like that stuff too. There's an aesthetic that goes along with that, but um you know I think there's also a role for people who want to make shows uh, and. You know, I, I'm I'm a big supporter and fan of Rocket Boom, and I help make it sometimes. But now it's pretty much mostly Andrew. I ended up taking a job at a television station uh, out in Long Island, so I had to leave New York for for a while, and was there for the last for about eight months. And during that time, I was sort of not able to participate as much with Rocket Boom as I wished I could have. Um, but I, I contributed a little bit of writing here and there, and Andrew and I keep in touch. And you know, now I, now I. Uh, 
I try to contribute. I do about a, I write about a show a week, um, but it's mostly Andrew's Andrew's production. Uh, Andrew and Amanda really, and they've done great stuff with it. And uh, they every day, five days a week, they do it, and um, and that's a major achievement. It's gotten better and better. The writing's gotten better. The timing's gotten better. The production quality's gotten better. And over time, they've attracted an audience. They they get regularly over a hundred thousand viewers a day. Um, the bandwidth has exploded. Uh, you know, we've we've had to do a lot of work to find uh, a hosting deal that could accommodate it. It's gone through it's gone through several several different servers and hosting plans. Uh, <laughs> so they couldn't use the archive, huh? Uh, no, we never used the archive from that from the beginning. Um, the archive would be too slow for oh, serving that. Really? Um, I love the archive. I love our media. I love what they've done. Um, I don't personally use it. <laughs> um, I pay for a server, and I prefer to because I'm a geek, and I like to manage my own server, and I like to install my own blog, and I like to manage my own content and know where it is, and you know, I just like to do that. And I think Andrew, from the beginning, you know, Rocket Boom is a show, and and uh, statistics are important. I mean, Rocket Boom has not made a dime yet, <laughs> but you know, the idea is that it will make money. It is going to be a business. It is a business, and uh, you know, it's been in sort of pilot phase for a long time. But but we do want it to be sustainable. And in order to get that, you need to have really good statistics and know exactly, you know, your audience and how it's growing and you know who's watching and how many downloads per day and per hour and per minute and whatever. I mean, you really need you need to know, you need you need metrics. And unfortunately, if you use the Internet Archive. Um, you lose out on a lot of those metrics, uh, and that's been something that that I haven't really been. I, I don't know. Th there needs to be a way for video bloggers to get better metrics on, uh, better stats on how their content is being consumed, and and if it if it's going to grow and become sustainable for people who are serious video producers and not serious, but but people who intend to make it a sustainable practice those metrics are important. And unfortunately, they're not provided by the Internet Archive at this time. Uh, maybe that'll change. I don't know. But, but what the Internet Archive is great for is that it's free. You know, don't knock it. It's free. Um, so you know, for a lot of people, video blogging would not be happening the way it is without our media and the Internet Archive. It's absolutely vital and important to this independent media space. That said, it's free. And sometimes, you know, free doesn't necessarily mean the best. <laughs> means it's free. Um, so uh, Rocket so Boom So it's a starting does, point. It's a starting point. And you know, Rocket Boom, uh, it's, it's growing by leaps and bounds, and uh, it's costing more and more to host and serve the content. It's still not what it costs to run a television station <laughs> by any means, uh, but it, it does have some overhead. And I, I think it will it'll be able to sustain. I think it will be able to make that up uh, and, you know, I think Andrew's doing an amazing job with it. So what do you think about the summer of 2005? It's been an exciting summer. Um, yeah, we're doing a lot with Fire Ant. We're growing, again, by leaps and bounds. Um, it's, it's been a real learning experience for me uh, to do something that, like, you know, we've been in software development, product development, and now we're shifting gears to business development. That's a new thing. Um, and it's a, it's a very cool thing, and, and I also want to make a sustainable business out of something that we've developed from the ground up. Um, 
and along the way, you know, it's a learning process, but but it's really exciting. It's really fun, and it's it's exciting to do it, you know, on your own terms and from a thing that you created from from nothing. And in, in some ways, we've really, you know, this whole video blogging thing has grown up from nothing. It didn't exist last year, um, and now it does. And you know, that's that's pretty exciting. So, how do you see this uh, unfolding over the next year? What do you expect? I, I think it's going to keep growing. Um, I think a lot more people are going to learn about this and start making media and start sharing media in this way. I think um, more of the mainstream or content rights holders are going to start taking more notice of it and start uh, entering into the space, and that'll be interesting. I mean, I don't really, I'm not as afraid of, of you know, co-option by mainstream media as some people are. I kind of see it as a, as a necessary stepping stone. I think what's, what's amazing is, is that there's a, somewhat of a more level playing field. It's, you know, it's not, it's not all Disney and GE and News Corp, but, you know, they have their stuff and I can make mine. And, you know, we can be on somewhat of a little bit more e even footing. Um, I can reach an audience and I can distribute my media um, to, to, my, to my viewers. And uh, so can they. But, you know, now we all have a shot. You think we have a ways to go before the general public will understand they can view this alternate media easily? A ways to go? Yeah. How do you? How long do you think it'll be before the general public? I don't think is it'll familiar be familiar with this. I mean, um, the internet didn't it. really take off until about 1995 when uh, the Netscape Navigator web browser hit. Um, all it takes is you know RSS and you know understanding what an aggregator is and what an RSS feed is. There's there's you know, it could be easier, and I think it's getting easier. Um, and ultimately, I don't think you know the 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 and you know probably people when they're when they're doing this a year from now won't even really be thinking about oh this is an RSS feed and this is you know XML and they're not going to be thinking kind of the what goes into all the technology of it the way that you know technologists do now and bloggers do. But I think it will hit the mainstream. Um, and. Uh, I think it will. I think it will hit pretty quickly. I think podcasting has hit pretty quickly. It's still not like totally mainstream, but it's getting there. It's you know, excuse me. I think you know people understand that you know NPR has podcasts, and you know all it is is you know downloadable radio shows that you can put on your iPod. Um, you know the iPod's a big part of that. Broadband adoption is a big part of that. A cool buzzword like podcasting and a guy with good hair like Adam Curry is a part of that. Um, you know, video blogging is cool because there is no Adam Curry in video blogs. There's no, there are no stars yet in video. I mean, Amanda is like the biggest star in video blogging, and she's like, you know, a workaday actress. <laughs> she's not like a star. Um, you know, Adam Curry was a television personality and a big radio personality in Europe. But video blogging will, there will be, you know, celebrities that will enter the space of sorts pretty soon. I, I bet, and. You know that'll that'll change things, but but I think the cool thing about it is that there's there are no stars, and that that barrier to entry is uh, is more accessible. Okay, how old are you, Josh? I'm 26. Wow. Is that typical of the of your gang? Are they mostly in their 20s? Uh, no, I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. <laughs> Jay's like 32. Andrew's 33 or something. I don't know. If Andrew's 35. Is he 35? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've known Andrew for a while. He, he, looks, he looks a lot younger than, than he is, actually. But yeah, I'm, I'm like probably one of the youngest. <laughs> All right. 
Well, thank you. Ryan's, very Ryan's 26. Ryan Hodson. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for um, for the interview. Thanks for having me. And uh, we we'll look forward to seeing more of you on the web. Thanks so much. Yeah. Good luck. With oh, and the, give with me the URL. Give everybody the URL for Fire Ant. Getfireant.com. Okay, that's easy to remember. Yep. Thanks. Thank you.